0: 5 verse 13 through 17. When you have it, say amen. 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 Verse 13. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. You may be seated. How many know by now that The Lord is really good. This morning, let's talk about redeeming the time. I don't think there is a question in anybody's mind when we say the days are evil. You see it everywhere. You see it on the news in the schools, Mm. it is in the stores, in your neighborhood. Mm. It has gotten to the point you don't feel safe anymore anywhere. You're skeptical where you're going to go. You find that wherever you go, you better make sure you got somebody with you. Last week's word was awesome, wasn't it? Amen. Amen. God spoke to our hearts, and it was a breath of fresh air. The word lifted our spirits. Amen. We need messages like that Amen. to get us through the evil days yes. and times. Amen. I believe everyone can agree that we all have experienced trouble they have caused us to wonder what time it is because of that trouble. We all have had moments in our lives where we didn't know if it was dawn or dusk, if the sun was rising or setting. We all have been keeping hope alive in our faith. Last week when God spoke, I believe he was telling us, To keep the faith. I hear you. Whatever you are going through. My word and spirit. Are with you. And in you. If you can remember. About a month ago. God was encouraging and speaking to us about the night being far spent. And present your body as a living sacrifice. He has been speaking to us about being awake, rising up, and walking upright. God is trying to help us stop moving towards evening activities of sin, and start moving us towards morning salvation. For the past three or four weeks, we have been hearing about the time and relationships. Uh, God has spoken to us about being distracted and being deceived. From formula to faith versus senses. About technology and the morning coming. And now we redeem the time. If you just look at the texts, you can see God is saying, Get ready for the soon coming King. Time is winding down, and there's but a short time left. Amen. Life is no longer here today and gone tomorrow. Life is just today. Yep. The end of life is no longer just around the corner, the end is down the street. When I finish the messages, for the most part, you usually hear me say, my time is up. Mm. But the truth of the matter is, all of our time is almost up. Verse 16 says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Let's wake up. Let's rise up and walk in the light. Let me give you a, uh, an awakening scenario. Think about this for a moment. What if you had a trying day at work? Some of you are saying, every day is a trying day at work. But I'm talking about one of those days that stands out. Nothing's going right, and nobody's doing right. Young people, what if it was a rough day at school? You know the answers, but you have a block, and you just can't get it out. Everybody's bugging you, including your parents. You get home, everybody, and all you want is to take a hot shower and get a good night's sleep. You are so tired, you don't even want to eat dinner. Now that's being tired. You don't want no phone calls. For teenagers, that's being tired. You don't want to hear any noise. All you want is peace and quiet. No television. All you want is sleep. Your body is exhausted. Physically, mentally, emotionally. You're so tired, your eyes hurt. Anybody been that way? Your mind is so wound up, you can't think straight. Let me go one step further and ask this question. How many have been so tired when you got up, before you got dressed, you sit down for a minute on the side of the bed trying to get yourself together. You, you, you look at the clock. Then you close your eyes for a moment. When you open them up, a whole hour do went by. You're trying to figure out what happened. Or, or the thing is, you hit the snooze button. So many times, you have no idea what time it is. So now you're late. You're in a hurry. You're moving in a haste. And you've forgotten something. You're headed out the door and you're saying, where are my keys? Can't find my keys. You know, usually when you got things together, you put your keys at the same place Every day, because you know how we'd be forgetting. So if I forget anything else, I know where I put my keys. But when you are tired, you do things in haste and you don't know what's going on. So he said, Where are my keys? Did I lock the door on the way out? I remember running the Ford Motor Company in such a, a haste, it hurt to hurry up trying to get there. And I got out the car and I said, Oh, where are my keys? And the door was locked. And I'm looking inside the car trying to, see we had an ignition then. And look at it and can't find it. And all of a sudden I hear something rattle. Had my keys in my hand. I was tired and and, and just everything was a haste. Then I cut off the stone. Time is now getting away from us. You begin to ask yourself, what am I forgetting? Do I have everything? When Jesus comes back, you won't have time to be in a haste and a waste. It's going to be all over. So now, going back to being so wound up, you can't think. I'm going somewhere with this. You finally begin to relax. You're now sound to sleep. Can you go with me for a minute? I want you to close your eyes. Don't cheat. Close your eyes. Try to think about nothing. Nothing. Relax. Imagine yourself on a beach, feeling the warm wind from the ocean, listening to your favorite song. That's not it. Wow. That broke you out of that relaxation, didn't it? Huh? Don't know what happened. you are awakened with a sound you're startled in a quick moment everything is changed again you can't think straight still trying to focus the peace you had has now been disturbed anybody got disturbed through that you were relaxed, and now you don't know what to think. Now, just think and going back. If you were in a sound sleep, relaxed, you had a trying day, and, and now you're trying to just, just let it go. But in the middle of the night, you are waking out of a sound sleep, hearing fire, get up, the house is on Fire. When this happens, nobody can think straight right away. Most of us can't even see when we wake up. Got to put on your glasses. You first try to focus. Where, where are you? Am I in bed? In my bed? Did I fall asleep on the couch? And what I'm hearing is the program on the television saying fire, or is it really a fire? Your senses are trying to synchronize together. But there is no time for a cup of coffee. No time to do your hair. No time to relieve yourself. Because you have been awakened with the houses on fire. Saints, the gospel has left us with warnings and signs. And made it clear the time is near. Mm, amen. Luke says there shall be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. Mm. Men's hearts are failing them for fear. Mark says false Christ and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce if possible the very elect. Mm. There are Famine and earthquakes in diverse places. So you see, the signs are there. God is telling us not to be caught off guard, sleeping when He returns. When Jesus comes back, there will be no time to go get your Bible. No time to study to show yourself approved under God. No time to forgive those you hold a grudge against. No time for searching the scriptures. We must be dressed and ready, clothed in righteousness. When Jesus returns, there will be no more signs. For the enemy, there is no sacred ground where he will not come. The world tells us you believe in the movies. The church is sacred ground. Ain't that what they teach? Vampires can't harm you. It's off limits to the mafia. The gangs respect it. Don't believe everything you see on the movies. Has anybody seen that commercial where it says shingles don't care? Anybody seen that commercial? Shingles don't care. Well, the enemy don't care either. He will attack your home. Your school, your job, your church. He attacks your body, your mind, your family, and your friends. The enemy is subtle and creeps in just like water. When Jesus comes, you won't have, you won't have time for a sweet roll and a coffee before you go. You won't have time For glasses to be put on or house shoes so you can ease your way through. Now, let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. It's time to redeem the time. You know how you be doing something and people say, time out? It's time in. Verse 1 says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressively, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The Spirit speaks plainly, expressively means plainly, and the latter times is now. Some will depart from the faith. In order to depart from faith, you must have faith. And some have departed from what they have. Men are calling good evil and evil today. God has not turned his back on his people. His people have turned their back on God. People are departing from what they were taught and believed. And there are many reasons why man's heart has become hard towards God. One is because God doesn't do things their way. God does not give them what they want when they want. Man says yes and God says no. How many know sometimes God can say no? Because he knows what's best. He knows what it will do. Man has forgotten who is the creature and who is the creator. Y'all turn with me to Jeremiah 18, 1 for a minute. He's forgotten. Some have, don't even, have never known. But Jeremiah 18, verse 1 says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. How many can hear God saying, forsake not the assembly, so you can hear the word of the Lord? Verse 3 said, Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a, wrong, a work on the wheels. The potter's house is where things happen. The church is where things happen. When you need prayer, where should you go? I heard one over here. Can I get two? Today the potter's house is the house of God. I got one over here. We are the work that is on the wheel. Ah, now we're getting around. You are on the wheel, and the potter is working his work. And it is not the wheel of fortune. Verse 4, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Do you see that? You are in the hand of the potter. You are the one that's marred. So he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. Oh, the psalmist said, Thou art the potter and I am the clay. Mold me. huh? See, the way you came out wasn't the way you were supposed to end up. Has anybody ever took a potter a class where you got that potter on, on the wheel. I mean, old-fashioned ones where you take your foot and you're, you're rolling the wheel around and you're mowing the clay. And all of a sudden, that, that little potty's making it just start falling over. And you got to start all over again. You know, God had to start all over again with all of y'all. Amen. All of us. He had to send Jesus so we could have the right shape and form. We were all born in sin. But Jesus came that we might be born again. Every one of us knew evil when we came into this world. It is righteousness and goodness that has come so we can be freed from the world. Verse 5 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, Cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in mine hand, O house of Israel. Yeah. Let, me, let me read that one more time. O oh, more Jesus. <laughs> Cannot I do with you as this potter, saith God. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O oh, more Jesus. Anybody see what God is saying today? Can I do to you what a potter does to his clay? Do you think I know what is best? Will you allow me to purge out the worst that I may install the best? If you, being evil, know how to give good to your children, how much more can God give good gifts to his? Back in 1 Timothy 4, 1, it says, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrine of devils. Do not surrender or be led away. Do not be enticed or indulged. Do not be won over by those who pretend to be and those that want to be but cannot be. There are many that have smooth words. They say things that sound good. They say things that seem to make natural sense. But it does not line up with the doctrine of Christ. Those that have turned from the truth are saying the teaching of devils is better than serving God. The book of Jude says, for there are certain men crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Jude 1, 17 and 18. It says, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time Amen. who should walk after their own ungodly lust. Amen. As the people of God, we must know who we sit under. Amen. I'm going to say it again. As the people of God, we must know who we sit under. Amen. And as pastors, we must know who we allow to minister to the God's flock. Amen. Just know anybody is not going to come up here and share anything. Amen. The world has literally gone back to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yep. And it is now worse than ever. Let's look back at Ephesians again. 5.13 But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. Anything disapproved, wherever there is a fault found, it will be made known by the light. Mm. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever does the truth, whoever follows the truth, they will come to the light. Coming to the light helps you see what is light. And understand what is darkness. And knowing what is light helps you overcome what has stopped you from being in the light. Mm. Hebrews says, There is not a creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto his eyes. There is not a person that God does not know or know about. Amen. The light or the truth exposes darkness. The light will show those that are in the light. So not only will God see it, but you will see it. It will be just as plain as the nose on your face when God shows it to you. The question we face is, will we receive it? For whatsoever does make manifest is light. Look at verse 14. Wherefore, he saith, awake thou that sleepeth and arise from the dead and Christ shall give the light first Corinthians tells us to awake to righteousness and sin not for some have not the knowledge of God Mm. the world is full of religion the world is full of man's knowledge but not full of God's knowledge Colossians 3 and 1 tells us if you be risen with Christ Seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. It's time to get real and be real. It's time to quit playing church and become the church. See that ye walk circumspectfully, not as fools, but as wise. Circumspectfully means to be mindful of your conscience, not as fools. Colossians says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. Meaning, don't act like those that are not saved. Verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeem means recover. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We need to see the sun. He told us what God meant. He showed us how it is done. His spirit reminds us of it and brings all things to our remembrance. He is the only light that can be seen. With that, my time is up. And I thank you for yours.